I meant to do a Patreon ad before we start, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to skip it this week because I kind of feel bad about the the people who subscribe on Patreon because I've been a bad I've been a bad podcaster. Um, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome back to um, Questions Never Thought to Ask, the Whitewater Kayaking Podcast. I know it's been a long time, um, but we're back now, and I don't have t-shirts for anybody. This week we are speaking with man myth legend Alec Voorhees. Uh, with regards to the North Fork Championship, which um, he, along with his some of his family members and some other people, have taken over the the steering the ship of running probably one of the best shows in whitewater kayaking, in my opinion. Alec, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me again. Long time no see. I I seriously, man. Um, <laughs> Let's, why don't we start there? Long time no see. Not like you, obviously, you got to do a North Fork uh, last year. Um, but this year kind of feels like the first year, like we're properly like post COVID now, I guess, or at least in my in my sphere of like who I'm connected with and the things I'm doing. I kind of feel like we're coming into the, uh, you know, just putting that all behind us now. Um, is this going to be a different north fork event to last year because there's gonna be more people allowed to travel internationally like what, what do you predict some of the changes are now that we're now that you're gonna have some long time no see situations with some of the races this year yeah um i mean last year with kind of just leading up throughout the whole event we just had so much uncertainty with with covid and all the mainly just all the restrictions um from like state and local level um so this year we haven't had to jump through any of those hoops. Um, and then, yeah, as far as international people, um, there were a handful from like South America that made it out last year, but this year we've um, got a lot more international people represented. Um, Nordia Newman and Andy Bruner, uh, the Astorga is like people like that are making the trek out for North Fork. So definitely excited to see them and, and get some of the, um, yeah, top contenders from outside the U.S. back back at NFC. Let's run through qualification um, for the event now. It's uh, I believe this year is the first year it's going back to its original format of uh, some pre-qualified people who vote for the next round of people and then some wild cards. Is that correct, or could you run us through um, how the event is going to shake out for for the those people who are going to race on Jacob's Ladder on North Fork of the Payette on the final day? Um, which, if you didn't know, that's what we're talking about. Um, what, what's the what's the breakdown? What's the shakedown? How does it all come together? Please break it down for us. Yeah. So for the for the main event, um, we essentially have 20 people that are already confirmed. They're locked into the main event. Um, we've got the top 10 from last year's race. Um, they're locked and loaded, ready to go. Been training, and then. Those top 10, um, based on registration, people can either do the qualifier or they can select um, the elite division, which that just puts their name in a pool. Um, and then the top 10 from last year, we vote on um, on like the point system of our top 10 people plus some plus five alternates um, that we think should be racing. And those points get tallied up and the yeah, we have a have a list of invites that way. Um, so those are the 20 that are already in. And then the top 10 people um, that are already, that are the fastest on the qualifier on Thursday on S-Turn Rapid, um, they get these nice cool red bibs called the wild cards. And um, they're, 
they're in for the main event. So they get to earn their they get to earn their spot during the event where the top 20 have earned it either last year or um, over the years with their career or how they did in the event last year. So it's a good mix. And then for the women's side, um, the podium from last year, they're in. So we've got Sage, Donnelly, Natalie Anderson, and Darby McAdams. They voted on two, two women that um, put out and put in their application. And then we'll have two wild cards on Estern. So we'll have a field of 30 men and seven women for the main event. So there is like the opportunity for the the every man weekend warrior to to race with the big dogs in this event, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you look back throughout the history of the event and a lot of people, um, I mean, when you really want it, like you'll put in the time and effort on Estern and um, you'll either qualify your way in and um, and either place top 10 and be stoked or you'll have an impressive showing um and people i know that because i've um had the opportunity to vote quite a bit i definitely take that into consideration and um recognize that people are putting in work and and training really hard and then you also see just people and what they're doing throughout the year and um yeah you definitely kind of reward people that have good years and that are um pushing pushing the sport and at the top of the game why have you gone back to this format? Uh, I believe you had a, there was a different format for like the year before you took over. Um, what was your thinking in that uh, in that going back to this way? Yeah, so um, yeah, 2019 uh, when it was the World Championships year. Um, yeah, that was just like every other race. Like everybody has to qualify. There's no one that's pre-qualified, and everyone has to earn their spot. Um, and then last year we went back to. Um, this kind of invite format, um, taking the results from 2019 um, to figure out who's in. But yeah, the reason for going back to this is just because, um, it, yeah, North Fork is just, it's a different race. The course is, um, it's, I mean, when you're watching all the highlights or the live stream or whatever, you you see it, you see the course and you're like, oh yeah, that looks, that looks doable. And um, the gates are hard and people miss them but it's kind of just like any any river but the north fork especially it's so much bigger and gnarlier and once you're in the rapid um than any other course um and then not only that you're putting these gates in that are in like the intent on a few of them is to where half the field makes a gate um so you're putting people in really tough positions that they wouldn't normally be in when they're already running a really tough rapid. So um, NFC just like gets, it's just to get the best paddlers doing the hardest moves on the hardest race course. Um, And yeah, we can do, we could have everybody do like what we did in 2019 with everybody having to qualify, but S turn is like just, it's a class four plus rapid versus a five plus rapid like Jake. So um, you can be fast on on s turn but you might not not necessarily be the most skilled paddler that has a better chance at making the gate so you still have the opportunity to either race in and then do well and earn your spot or just train really hard or you can be one of the most skilled paddlers and and get in that way and so it's kind of like red bull rampage like it's it's not there's the opportunity in this event for people to get in but it's it's for 
the most the best powers to to make it in and and do it that way so it's it's just different um there's tons of other amazing races that you can go to if you want to compete with other pros and um some of the best world but that's kind of what just makes nsc a little bit different i love that uh if you could describe norfolk as a as a one sentence race there you would like uh, i think you just said it a minute ago so i'm gonna paraphrase the their best paddlers on the best river, you know, with the, what did you say there? Yeah, just what? take the best paddlers on the hardest race course and yeah, see who, see who comes out on top. I like so. that. Now I wanted, I want to pick back into something you just said a second ago. Um, you're setting some of the gates with the goal that half of the field won't make it. We're talking about the final day here that like the big show you're, you're deliberately setting up a course that you don't think can be completed. Is that correct? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's definitely there's definitely people that are pretty consistent throughout training and stuff. Um, we'll set the gates on Monday before the race, so there'll be um, about five days of practicing with the gates and stuff. But yeah, the I mean, this is I mean, when you talk about extreme slalom, this is extreme slalom. <laughs> yeah, uh, not that not that BS they're trying to put in the Olympics. That is some weak sauce. Yeah, so I mean, this is an extreme slalom course, um, and and yeah, so. Yeah, there'll be one or two gates where, um, yeah, we we make it pretty hard. Like when the this year we're gonna have, I think we're gonna have pretty good water. It's looking really good right now. Um, river's super fun. It's feels like real North Fork when it's a little bit lower, like 1650, 1800 CFS. We've had that quite a few years, and um, that's when you make the course really, really technical because the rapid just isn't quite the same. But now once it gets above 2000 CFS, it it gets a lot more pushy and the rapid just gets stouter in general. So then there's less like really technical gates, but there might be one or two that um, is, yeah, still really, really tough to make and might just depend on a surge. Like sometimes there's a little bit of luck involved, but, and then as when it gets higher and higher, um, the rapid gets stouter where you don't need to make it as hard with gates. So kind of, it's kind of like a, there's kind of a good coordinate um, parallel between how high the river gets and how hard the actual gates are. When it's really high, you're going to be putting the gates kind of where you want to end up anyway, because it's it's a feat just to get in that spot anyway. So um, that's kind of how the, the mindset with the gates goes, is based on the flows and stuff. I'm I'm uh, I'm always so fascinated watching the the North Fork, like on the the highlights reel or the live stream or whatever. Um, but I love watching it back and being like, ooh, because I have. Uh, although I've never paddled the North Fork, you know, I've paddled enough enough other like big volume runs to be like, ooh, that's that's challenging. Um, and I don't know that that always comes across in some of the early years, like the highlight reels. And uh, like you say, people uh, can kind of uh, armchair quarterback all they want. Like, oh, yeah, I could I could totally make that manageable. But the the people you're seeing miss those gates are some of the best whitewater kayakers uh, uh, of of our this current year you know it's not just people who are really good historically but they're people who are having very good years um and it's it's really really interesting to see uh, you know who's doing well and who's doing poorly um out there uh and how that doesn't always come across on the on the highlight reel right because even the worst person is still one of the best people in the in, the, in their home run right yeah totally and like even just i mean when we're doing training laps and stuff leading up and even right now when there's not gates like you sit in the eddy and you like sit there and visualize and and you take a deep breath before you go in because it's like you're already 
it's already hard enough and the consequence with golf course right below Jake, like it just doesn't stop. Like it's classified below the race course. Um, and we're racing on the, the hardest section of the North Fork. Like, yeah, it's it's definitely no joke. And like you just said, there's some of the best paddlers and people that have been paddling the best out of the year. They pretty much every time you are right as you're about to peel out, you you definitely take it you take a deep breath and 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 get ready for for just for just paddling and then let alone like having to do this ferry at rock drop and knowing that you're probably going to just be intentionally going into a hole and stuff like there's yeah there's definitely that side of it as well there's and, there's and nerves then, and then like the, the secondary lap. the secondary layer of all those nerves of like oh the difference between me and 10 places higher than me might be five one hundredths of a second you know like yeah or three inches like not getting around the gate or touching yeah. the gate like there's Ugh. yeah there's there's layer there's so many layers to it that another another event doesn't have and like i mean i go to all the you know i go to all the races and and stoked to do it and they all have their challenges and different things like little white is super hard course for a really long time so you're gassed but is like not that hard just to paddle but everybody there is, and it's such a short that hundredth of a second or so tight and then um Kaylee Alps is the same way so it's like there's so many other cool races but like North Fork just has like there's so many more layers to it that um yeah once you come to paddle the North Fork you you definitely realize that and then especially when we have actual good flow like probably like half the years the flow has been like good and what it is all summer but when it gets like that little bit of extra water and what the real North Fork is like like it definitely it definitely changes everything so Let's talk about safety from the event organizer's point of view. This seems like the biggest headache in the world. Like, why would you take on the the risk or responsibility of running a safe race? What steps do you take to ensure that um, it's going to be a good day, regardless of the outcome? Um, I mean, honestly, the the first thing is is who's racing. Like that that's the easiest way to eliminate that um, or to minimize that stress. You know, like when you like we've said multiple times when you have some of the best whitewater kayakers in the world they can handle this type of thing that's that's why we're here um but then as far as like actual safety logistics and stuff we have a super good safety team um we've got kind of ben drew and tommy hillicky kind of heading the safety so um yeah i've got two guys that are super solid and um kind of organizing that tommy has done the green race for forever and um he's been yeah, we've been stoked to have him last year and, and this year again. And then, um, yeah, and then one thing, too, that's nice is, like, just because I've grown up here, like, I, I know all the spots. I know where people need to be. Um, and other people can – you can figure it out just by watching some practice laps and stuff. But um, we just, yeah, have people in the right spots. And then also with the qualifier, when those wild – those 10 wild cards, when those are lined up, then – anybody that usually anybody that doesn't make it in there a lot of people hop in for safety on the main event that are really good powers that didn't that just didn't quite make the cut so and like yeah with the event in, in general there's so many really really good kayakers coming to the north fork so there's there's just so many strong um paddlers and and experienced people around the river so we've we've got a good plan and um yeah, a lot of good people all working together. And then, like I said before, just who you have racing in this kind of race 
minimizes that a lot. How do you make that uh, like S turn qualifier safe? Because it seems like this is like the, the every man opportunity to to come race with the big dogs, and it's uh, highly possible you'd get people signing up who uh, you know no one knows. They they you know paddling a lot in their own community, but maybe they don't travel as much, um, and maybe they're really fast, uh, or maybe they're not. Who knows? Um, how do you control that variable? Um, yeah, with like and with Estern and like for the qualifier and the motocross, like it's, it's pretty class four, four plus. Um, and then the rapid does end in called big Eddie. It's like a little, it's a very flat section, um, that kind of breaks up part of the North fork. So it ends in a pool more or less. It's, if you something happened up top, you'd be swimming for a while, but you'd make it to the bottom probably. Um, and then we have obviously have safety all throughout that course, but that's pretty chill. And then, um, yeah, with the wild cards and moving to Jake's, like there is that variable, but um, I mean, a big thing that we preach in the safety meeting is like you, if you qualify, you do not have to race Jake's like it is. And we had, we had a couple people last year, like, and in years past too, they're just like, yeah, I don't quite, I don't quite feel it. So generally people have a good, like once you're there and have actually done a training lap on Jake's or you've been nervous to do a practice lap, you kind of, people do, um, are usually pretty good at making decisions for themselves, but, um, and then there's so many fast people in the S turn race. Like usually the people that are quali- qualifying are able to make it down pretty safely. So, um, there is a little bit of a variable there, but, um, just with the community that comes and, and then just like the, um, and just scouting Jake's and doing practice laps, people usually tend to make good decisions. So, Kind of lean on that a little bit for sure amen to good decision making right i know uh, i'm trying to think of uh, maybe 2017 2016 i remember seeing a couple of notable big names uh you know not on the start list who i knew were there and uh, i think they you know said later on that they had they had backed out because they had just decided it wasn't their day which is uh, really smart and i wish more people would take that mentality of being uh uh able to just put yourself in check and say you know what like uh nope today is uh not not the day for me to do this and um regardless you know there'll there'll be other races right so um i wish more people take that attitude uh to not just their races but to their everyday kayaking um life let's talk about some heavy hitters who's uh who's invited who you were surprised um no i'm gonna rephrase that question of the invite list, uh, who has finished the least high before who you're excited to see race this year? Um, I'm going to pull that up just so I can make sure that I'm not forgetting anybody. But yeah, the, the list was really cool. Um, we've been kind of using this, like this is year 10. So that's like a whole generation. So the guys that were first racing, they're um, kind of moving on and doing some other things. So it's a pretty young field this year. Um, which is super cool. Can I, um, before you answer, can I just segue for a second? Yeah, go for it. When you posted the the list of of uh, like confirmed races, I was uh, gleefully joyed to see Dane's name on there, but not at the top. So you know, he knows he's he's coming, but other people are going to be coming for that spot. Yeah, blame blame EJ and Christine for <laughs> having it having it Dane. He doesn't know, do right? it by al- alphabetical order, so. <laughs> Thanks, mom and dad. I get to be at the top. <laughs> but um, sorry, go yeah, ahead. I mean, yeah, 
obviously Dane, I mean, he's won it four times, so he's a, he's a contender. Um, I mean, yeah, there's one, one person this year that's been paddling really, really well that I'm, I'm excited to see and see how he does is Owen Doyle. Um, might not be super well known for kind of the broader international scene, but he's been sending it as hard as anybody. Um, I think I follow Andy him on Instagram. He's he's pretty pretty legit. Yeah, he's he's gotten really good. But Andy Bruner, um, all all he's all he's doing is is training for racing. He's definitely taking racing more seriously than anybody else from a training aspect. So definitely watch out for him. I think Killian from Chile. I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah, me too. anybody he's, in the top. Yeah, Kalen Friedensen. Yep. he's one of those young guys that. Um, I had him on the podcast a few months ago. He's actually uh, he's taken a year off after school to just concentrate on on uh, slalom. So he is going to be well well situated to be racing Norfolk because uh, I know he can run the big rapids. And also, all he does all year at the moment is train to go really really fast. Yeah, so he it's I'm, I'm excited. He gets here on Friday, so I'm really excited to see see him here and then. Um, Isaac Hall's another, another young gun that got invited. He didn't quite, he didn't quite have the runs he wanted last year, but he's going to be good. And then, um, anybody in the top 10 from last year, obviously can lay down a good run. So they're all ones to watch out for. All right. Next question. Who do you think is signed up in the, uh, wild in the, like the, uh, to race, to, to potentially take a wild card spot, who, who are your top three picks? Um, my top three, I would probably say another pretty, um, actually, I'm going to go back and just really quick talk about the women because we yeah. have a very stacked. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I was, I was kind of going yeah. by gender and I was going to circle back to women afterwards, but we can do, we can do elite women yeah. now and then do elite yeah. and then do like the next level down, uh, or pro women now and then do elite women afterwards. Yeah. I, yeah. Women, I think everyone's really excited to see Sage versus Noria. And then Ooh, yes. And and go at it. And yeah, Noria flies in today. She, her boat her boat's at my house, so see her and catch up here in a little bit. But and then yeah, Darby, Natalie, and then Darcy. Darcy got invited. OG legend. I'll so I'll be honest. Up. I'd I'd like to have her on the podcast because uh, she's uh, we've overlapped in Ecuador uh, a number of times. She when I was working uh, for Chris Ryman, she was her and her husband run another company called Small World Adventures, and yep. uh, I. Uh, I would see them a lot when they had clients and I'd like zip by them. But if it was just her and her husband paddling, um, they passed me on the river a couple of times. And uh, the the one season this stands out to me was the season I was like first started wearing a watch on the river and I was getting really into speed laps basically for every single run. Um, so I was going pretty quick, like the whole the whole time I was there. And and I was just putting on with some other people and and. Uh, Darcy blew by me in the put in and she's like, oh hey Seth, how are you doing? I was like, yeah, good to see you. And then I was like expecting to catch up to them in, you know, 15 minutes. Like I knew roughly what my speed was gonna be. Didn't see them again the whole day. Gone. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Yeah, that sounds about right. So yeah, I'm excited to see her see her out here on the North Fork. It was cool that she got invited. Um yeah, so women's division is gonna be really interesting this year. But um yeah, men's qualifiers. Um Jeff Calhoun, um, he crushes the qualifier every year. He's going to qualify. Um, can pretty confidently say that. Um, 
Mm, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think there's going to be some young contenders here. Like, let's keep going down the list. Yeah, totally. I I agree. Jeff's fast, and he he's had to qual- he's had to qualify a bunch. So he's yeah. I feel pretty confident in Jeff. Um, paddling really well this year. Um, another kind of dark horse person that I think could do very well in the main event, and they qualified last year is Trevor Kazen. Um, he's from. He lives 15 minutes from Robe. He's been just paddling so much this spring. Paddled with him last October, and he's. I mean, he's one of the best paddlers that not that many people know about. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I, I'm gonna have to look at him afterwards. I don't. Uh, I'm not familiar with him. Yeah, Trevor Kazen. He's. I have faith that he's gonna qualify again, and I feel pretty confident that he'll lace the course. Um, and then. Yeah, in the women's side, who do you think? Uh, I think Jen Crimes. She's she's coming down. She's placed at North Fork before. Then it's a bunch or sick line a bunch back then. Obviously, really fast. Um, Maddie Kimmel. She is 17 years old. She qualified last year actually, but decided to wait another year and um, just kind of build her skills a little bit and. Yeah, just graduated from world class, so I think she's going to do really well um, in the qualifier again. And she's been kind of this whole year. I think has been she's been kind of had NFC kind of in, on the horizon. So I think she's going to do pretty well. Yeah, I think so too. I think she's actually having a really good year paddling wise. So uh, yeah, keep that up and stay injury free between now and then. Yeah. So those are those are a couple people that I've seen seen on the list that I think will do pretty well so was there a big uptake in the women's like the women's field obviously growing uh significantly has the uh like the elite what is it like the, the pro is who races on the Saturday what's the the s-turn race is called the elite race or what's the deal with that uh yeah s-turns the expert race and has the, the has the has the women's expert field increased significantly Yep. So last year when we just closed our online registration, I think we had, I want to say we had 18 women signed up and then um, day of we had, we ordered some extra bids and had some uh, day of signups and we were up to, I want to say 28. Um, But then this year we had, I want to, I think 34 women sign up um, with online registration. And then we'll have a few spots that, um, depending on the cancellations, but so yeah, women's event is is growing for sure. The um, there's definitely a, a push between all of them to get better, and just kind of like when NFC first started, you have that opportunity, and then it gives you something to train for. And I definitely think that opening that women's division up a little bit more is definitely going to create some more competition. And um, yeah, I, I always I mean, thought I thought that was a really great. Uh, what year did the women's division get opened as its own thing? Because I was always like, oh yeah, like having one open division is fine, but it like kind of creates a bit of a boys' club. Like you know what? What uh, I think opening its own department was a really smart uh, move. I yeah. can't remember what year that started. Tw- yeah, twenty twenty nineteen. So the world yeah. championships year. Um, and then I'm Marianne. She's coming back next year. She's already already reached out, and so. Yeah, I'm hoping, and then yeah, hoping that a few more international ladies will can make the trip next year. So I think yeah, I'm looking forward to yeah, women's division stacked this year already, and it's just going to keep getting more and more stacked. 
let's talk about what do you think uh, the future for women's uh, women's like uh, whatever we're calling it women's pro division. Um, that's that's seven invites this year. Do you think it's going to go up to ten or twelve next year? Um, up to fourteen, well, a full doubling. Well, we'll we'll see. Um, just based on the number of women that applied for the elite, um, seven is a great number um, right now. So, well, I yeah, I think it it's inevitably inevitably going to um, there's going to be more spots that. Um, but I mean, right now it's good. There's like a few few people didn't quite make it in. Um, you got to have a little bit like anybody that wants to race. Like that's awesome that they want to race, but you, there's got to be a little bit of competition. So right now, based on the numbers that we've had, I, nine is is really good, or seven is really good. Um, so well, it's it's kind of just going to be dependent on on how the registration and how the kind of it's kind of a su- supply and demand. Um, so we'll we'll see, but it's yeah, it's gonna it's gonna grow. There's gonna be more up and comers and and more people that are gearing towards this event. So. All right, then f- final two final things I want to talk about before I let you get back to uh, North Fork organizing, which I'm sure is taking up way more time than you're letting on right now. Um, North Fork for the spectators, for the, for the masses, for the people who just want to see some good kayaking. Um, what's going to be going on for them that weekend? Like, where can they come check it out? Like, is there events? Is there uh, movie things happening? Like, tell us about the North Fork event as as an event beyond just um, you and I being very inside baseball on uh, on the kayaking. Yeah. So, yeah. With, I mean, with North Fork Championship, it's it's a full on event. Like other other kayaking races are they're like their races um this is a full yeah full-on weekend of of events so um thursday we'll have the qualifier race and then that evening we'll do we have the nfc film fest at pay at brewing so we've got tickets online at northportchampionship.com so um tickets are already filling up there's already tons of people buying those um play some good short films from the last year um, have a nice kickoff party, announce the wild cards. And then Friday, we've got the Sweet Protection Butter Cross. So um, that's a pretty fun event. Um, head to head down Esther, and it's super chaotic. It's pretty gnarly Butter Cross. Um, so that's always a crowd favorite. And then Friday and Saturday night, we've got the, um, we've got the Whitewater Festival, and that's in Crouch, Idaho. Um, so we'll have tons of vendors and um, stage and kind of lawn games and um, just a really fun like festival atmosphere with um, camping right across the street in the rodeo grounds. So um, yeah, up in Crouch, there's on Friday and Saturday, there's a whole event site and um, yeah, just a good time for everybody. And then Saturday main event at Jacob's Ladder, about seven miles north of Banks. Um, yeah, get there, get there early. Race starts at one mountain time. And if people are coming up, parking is a nightmare and fills up fast. So get there as early as you can. But then Saturday night, we'll be back in the park and, um, and yeah, doing the Whitewater Festival and doing the awards to see who the, the king and queen are. So yeah, full on, full on weekend, Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And, um, yeah, it's coming up quick. So getting pretty stoked. And then if you're, if you're not around and, which I'm sure a lot of listeners um, aren't going to be able to make it to Idaho this year. Um, we've got the we've got the live stream 
pay-per-view again. Um, $5 from each purchase is going towards Idaho Rivers United, so there's a small donation included with that. Um, and, yeah, you get to get to watch it from from wherever you are. So pretty pretty excited to have that have that back again. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of the weekend. That was going to be my follow-up question was about how we could uh, watch it on the line. Um, but that's all information for that is at the website, which I think you said was NorthworkChampionship.com. Yep, exactly. Right at the top, there's a little thing ordered live stream, and um, yeah, doing the yeah big thanks to NRS for for presenting that for us. Um, and then yeah, doing the, doing the pay per view style, it's um, eventually going to go away from that, but um, it just kind of helps helps fund fund the event and fund the live stream. It's um, Every, anybody that knows it's it's not a cheap thing but it's kind of a necessary thing now with with how big the event is and just where events and streaming and all that is so um yeah and then also a good chunk of that is supporting supporting a good cause so hey you know um, what people just need to get more on the program right like events cost money uh until there's more big sponsors like in the kayaking world who are funding these things like this is just the cost of doing business for everyone if you don't like it Stop complaining about it. Start helping organize more events, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it is I what like... it is. And I mean, yeah, it's it's good. And yeah, it's the FPV drone that we have for the live stream is insane. Like it's it's the best way to watch it. So yeah, I, I not, didn't I didn't get to out. see it last year, but I saw some of the afterwards clips and I was like, oh, and I'm not, I I don't know. What's the date for the event? It's the 18th? June, 25th. yep, June 18th. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get to see it this year, but I hope I am. And I hope to, like, enjoy cashing in my pay-per-view there on the on the, the website and, uh, you know, putting some money into charity and getting to see uh, first-person drone run-throughs. Uh, that's going to be very exciting. Um. And that's all I have for uh, for everyone here this week on questions you have thought to ask like what's kayaking podcast. Alec Voorhees, where are you on Instagram and how can people follow your event on socials? Yeah, um, yeah, my my Instagram is Alec Voorhees Kayak on Instagram. Um, and yeah, I'm doing starting to do a lot of just like random behind the scenes, just random stuff that we're working on. So a lot of it's just being geared towards the event right now. But then um yeah biggest you can follow the event at Northport championship um and yeah it's starting to ramp up the lot of information and clips and um and then during the event it's just non-stop blasting so you can there was a fun anything. there was a fun little preview of what the race course gates might be um the other day and i was like oh i've got to get alec on the phone here we got to talk about this it's gonna be exciting yeah yeah hayden i got we got a little time out to go up and do some laps on Jake's and start plotting a little bit, get test some ideas. So gotta gotta make it good for year ten. So it's gonna be yeah. pretty spe- spectator friendly. Is it year ten or is it year X? Tomato tomato. Exactly. <laughs> that's good. All right, that's all I've got for everybody right now. Um this has been question if you thought of us, like what kind of podcast. And I hope I hope to be podcasting again soon, but to be honest, I'm building a house and everything's 